Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are finishing our Refresh series today. And I'm sure you've been blessed by the fabulous preachers we've had over the last three weeks. Yep, let's give them a thank you. (laughs) Fabulous preachers. You know, the name of this series came from a conversation that I had during a difficult time in my life. And uh, I wasn't sure what to do. And I had some decisions to make and some difficulties to overcome. And I didn't want to make the wrong decision. Has anyone ever been there? I didn't want to make the wrong decision, so I kept all my options open. They were all open. I wasn't closing any options down. And I was talking to a lady during this time, and she said to me, Mel, if you have all the tabs open on a computer, what does it do? And I said, well, eventually it drains the battery. And she said, well, that's what's happening in your mind right now. You've got all your options open, and you're draining. You're draining your mind. The wheels are all spinning. You know on your computer? And the wheels all spin? She said, that's what's going on. You need to shut some windows, close down some options, and then you need to refresh the browser. That's where this series came from. Yesterday I woke up with a word in my heart and the word was stay. And so I'm saying to someone here today, this is a very specific word and I don't know who it's for, but some of you have a whole heap of browsers open. You have a whole heap of options open and one of them is to go. And the Holy Spirit wants to say to you, I don't know if it could be you online, could be you in this building, it could be someone in the next service, stay, stay. Do not put it down, hold on to it and keep walking. Stay. The word is stay. Okay, I've done that now. Let's move on to the message. Now, I'm sure you have heard some very wise words already during this series about the importance of taking time out, the importance... I haven't listened to any messages yet, so hopefully I'm not just saying the same thing. Or maybe hopefully I am. (laughs) Who knows? Rest, refreshment is necessary. It's necessary for us physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. Sometimes the refresh we need is in our mind. We are anxious. We're believing things that aren't true. We aren't trusting God. Sometimes the refresh we need is a physical refresh. We're pushing too hard. We're very busy. We're in a very busy season and we all have those. And we have to get through those. But sometimes if it's too stressful, we don't sleep. We don't eat properly. We don't exercise. And our bodies suffer because of this. Or sometimes it's our emotions. We're harbouring unforgiveness in our heart. And we all know that although I've been talking about different parts of us, you know, mental, spiritual, 
uh, emotional, physical, we are one person. And everything is connected. So if our capacity is being limited in one area, it will affect all areas. And the area I want to look at today is our spiritual life. Physical, emotional, mental and spiritual. Do you need to refresh spiritually? Are you dry spiritually? I mean, what a great time to talk about this topic on Pentecost Sunday when we remember the Holy Spirit was poured out on the followers of Jesus in the upper room and that same experience is available to everyone who believes. If we are dry spiritually, we need the Holy Spirit to pour out on us again, to pour into us again, to refresh and renew us. So this morning I'm looking at Psalm 42. And Psalm 42 has helped me through many tough times. I don't know about you. How about you? Does anyone love Psalm 42? I've preached from Psalm 42 many times. Psalm 42 talks about what we can do to help us through periods we may go through where our spirit needs refreshing because suffering, disillusionment, or disappointment comes comes into our life and we find ourselves in a drought. So we're going to read Psalm 42, and I didn't bring it up here with me, so I'm assuming it's coming up on the screen. Here it is. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night while they say to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go along with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. With the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. O my God, my soul... Why don't you guys read with me? My soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon, from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. This is such a beautiful, beautiful psalm. And verse 1 starts with a metaphor. And then verse 2 explains the metaphor. Verse 1 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, 
O God. And a panting deer isn't just a thirsty deer. A panting deer is a deer that is literally dying of thirst. A panting deer is a deer that has come to a place, it's come to the riverbed, come to the stream bed, where it's used to having its thirst quenched in the heat of the day, but when it gets there, it finds the riverbank dry. The psalmist is saying, I'm like that deer, and God is like that dry riverbank. I've come to find God, and he's not there. I can't find God. Have you ever felt like that? I can't find God. And then verse 2 explains it. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. It's not that he doesn't believe in God anymore at all, but the personal sense of experiencing him, the personal sense that there is a God who is there, and I can feel him, and I can speak with him, and he speaks back to me. I don't have that anymore. I've lost it. The give and take, the relationship, it's gone. My relationship with God, it's suffering. You know, when I was in that time when all my browsers were open, I, I, I had that. I'd, I'd lost that sense of God. And verse 2 continues, it says, When shall I come and appear before God? Which, which, which literally means, when can I see the face of God? He's lost God's face. That doesn't mean he doesn't believe there's a God who is everywhere. It means he's lost the experience of God's presence. Wow. That's like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. He's lost the experience of God's presence. When David sinned with Bathsheba, he said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. In other words... Please, God, don't take your presence away. I need your presence. Moses, when they were going out to battle, he said, if you don't send your presence with me, I'm not going. So this is where this guy's at. He'd lost his experience of the presence of God. It's like, God, you can take other things, but just don't take that. He has no taste, no feel. No sight, no more sound of God in his soul. Thoughts about God that used to comfort him, that used to soften and strengthen him, they don't resonate. They don't do it anymore. The condition he's describing is he's lost the reality of God in his life. He's lost the breath. He's experiencing spiritual dryness, spiritual doubt, spiritual darkness. So nothing resonates. And I was in that place, in that time I described. It had been a very traumatic year and I I found myself there. And we don't know why this happened to the psalmist. But he talks about some things that can cause this. I'm only talking about two things. Yesterday there were three, but now there's only two because I don't have time. The first one that we're talking about today that can cause this is disillusionment at the events of life. Verse 3, it says, They say to me all day long, Where is your God? Something had happened and everybody knew about it because they were saying, 
We're looking at your life. And we can see that you're struggling. It was public. It could have been humiliating. And the enemies, they were taunting him. And eventually, they were saying, where is your God? And eventually, he starts asking the same thing. In verse 9, he says, God, why have you forgotten me? You don't ask that question, where is your God or why have you forgotten me, unless things are happening that don't fit in with our idea, your idea, my idea of a good, loving, holy, just, wise God. If he's your God, if he really is for you, if he really is the God that you say he is, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Have you ever said that? Why is this happening? And it's not just a question from the outside, it's a question from the inside. Because he's saying, why have you forgotten me? Things can happen in our lives that are hard, to are hard to explain, that are hard to understand. And when those things happen, spiritual dryness can come out of those times. And our spirits need to be refreshed. After that traumatic year, I had to go away and have time with God. Because I thought, maybe it's time to hang up the boots. Maybe it's time. You know, I've, I've been doing this for a while. This isn't recent, by the way. This is a while ago. And it wasn't that I didn't believe that I didn't love what I do. It wasn't that I didn't believe that I was called and created to do what I do. It was just that in the battle and the fight, it, was just, it just got really messy and broken. And at the end of it, I was experiencing spiritual dryness, darkness, deadness. And I had to find God again. So disillusionment can do it. The second thing is physical deprivation. Did you know that physical deprivation can cause spiritual dryness? Verse 3, it says, My tears have been my food day and night. That's what I've been eating. He's saying, I'm not eating. Tears are all I'm eating. I have no appetite. I've, I've stopped eating. But also that, I'm not sleeping. I'm up all night crying. If we not ignore the physical side of our lives, we won't be able to deal with the spiritual either. We are connected it had gotten this so bad that he wasn't eating and sleeping. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, Does anyone hold the view that as long as you are a Christian, it doesn't matter what the condition of your body is? You'll soon be disillusioned if you believe that. There are some people whose cause of depression is mainly physical. On the other hand, people who are physically weak are more prone to attack um, are prone to an attack of spiritual discouragement and depression. If we recognise that the physical may be partly responsible for the spiritual condition and make allowances for this, we'll be better able to deal with the spiritual issues. All of that to say, we have to look after our physical bodies. And I'm sure someone's talked about that at some point in this series, I hope. 
So what does he do? What does he do to be refreshed spiritually again? The first thing he does in this psalm is he pours out his soul. Verse 4, I remember these things and I pour out my soul within me. This whole psalm is the psalmist pouring out his soul. He says, I don't feel God. I'm not getting anything out of worship or prayer or reading my Bible. I just can't find God at all. He admits what is going on. Should I keep using this, Trev? It's fine? Okay. If we don't get anything out of praise and worship because we're dry, come and praise and worship. Don't miss it. If we get nothing out of prayer, come to the prayer meeting. Don't miss it. If we, if we can't get, if we read our Bible and we think, it's just like ashes, don't miss it. Keep, keep reading. We still pour out our soul. We tell God what's happening. I don't feel anything, God. I, I just, I spent days just walking and saying, God, I can't find you, but I'm going to keep searching. I don't know where you are, God, but I'm going to keep looking because I know you're somewhere and I know you want to meet with me. And I used to just walk and talk to God. Don't stop. Where are you, God? Do not ignore the spiritual disciplines. In fact, be more disciplined about them than you ever have been before when you feel spiritually dry. The second thing he does is he looks for his hopes. There's a refrain that comes up in this this psalm twice, and it's a theme, and it runs through the whole psalm. And it's in verse 5 and verse 11. And he says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why are you in despair within me? Hope in God. He says it twice. Is it a rhetorical question? No. No. He's looking for information. He's saying, Why did I get so downcast? How did I get here? Here is not good. This is not where I want to be. Have you experienced that? I have. How the heck did I get here? What on earth? Why am I here? So he does some self-examination. What's he looking for? He's looking for his hopes. Why am I so downcast? It's because, maybe it's because, I put my hope in some things that are now letting me down. When we need to be refreshed spiritually, it's a perfect time to examine our hearts because spiritual dryness can reveal false hopes. It can reveal that we've been putting our hopes in something other than God. Because you know at the end he says, hope in God. And actually I've been hoping in all these other things. My life was not supposed to look like this. This is not how my family was supposed to look. I thought if I moved there, I hoped that if I moved there, then everything would be great. But it's not. I hoped that if I got that, then everything would be great. But it's not. I hoped that that person would always, but they didn't. This is how my life was supposed to work out, but it hasn't. What he's saying is that one of the reasons I'm so downcast is because I've been putting my hopes in things. 
And in times of dryness, that's where we need to look. What is it that we're really hoping in? What is it that is our real significance? What is it that we really rest in? We need to locate our hope and if necessary, we can relocate it and shift it, which he ultimately does at the end of this psalm. He takes his hope out of other things and he moves it to God. The third thing he does, he remembers the loving kindness of God. Therefore, I remember. He's very deliberately thinking about and remembering God's loving kindness to him. He's remembering it. The Lord will send his loving kindness to me. He's thinking about God's loving kindness. He's thinking about God's faithfulness. He's thinking about God's unconditional love. He's remembering what God has done for him in the past. What has God done for you? How has he come through for you? As we remember that, it gives us hope for the future. That's what it does. What do you need to remember? That's why I love listening to testimonies. Don't you love listening to testimonies of what God has done? I love it. And I remind myself, therefore I remember that the same God who we sang about today, who did that and that and that, he will do this. The same God that met me outside a club when I was 16 and moved me to Coffs Harbour within a week because I needed to get out of the situation I was in. That same God, he's going to rescue me now. The same God when we were building this building and I sat in a cafe with our architect and I was very used to it by now and he said, Mel, we need more money. I said, what's the problem? He said, it's the electrical I said, okay, how much do we need? He said, 60,000. I said, okay. And you know, I hardly, and we were going away. We were going on leave in a couple of days. And I hardly got time to even, like I just went, God. That's all I did. And that night, someone transferred $120,000 into our church building fund. The same God. That's what I remember. The same God who delivered me when I spent a year, almost, probably about a year, where I was in excruciating pain at least twice a week and Paul was taking me to the hospital because I had just um, taken over as senior minister of this church and I had no idea spiritually what I was going to be fighting. None! Not even a skerrick of idea. And my gosh, it took a time. It took a while. It took like a year, dear God. Maybe that was my fault. Just had no... <laughs> get in my thick head what I needed to do. But that same God, he's delivered me every other time and he will. He will. And the last thing he does is he learns to speak to his heart. You know, he... Did you notice that in that psalm, he's not talking to God once? He doesn't say, why am I, I, why am I so downcast, oh my God? He doesn't say, why am I so downcast, oh my friends? 
saying, why am I so downcast on my soul? And this is the key. When our spirits need refreshing, we will never be fully refreshed unless we learn how to do this. He has listened to his heart, and we have to do that, and he's poured out his heart. He's he's analysed his hopes. Are my hopes in the wrong thing? He's remembered what God has done for him in the past. But at some point, he stops listening to his heart and he starts talking to his heart. That's what he does. Why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Do you do that? In times of spiritual dryness and discouragement, every day you wake up and your heart is talking. Oh no, it's terrible. And I understand. I understand. That's how my heart feels in the morning. I'm not a morning person. It's like, oh gosh, is it morning already? But at some point, we must grab our heart and say, listen, heart, be quiet and listen. Stop talking. It's not just get over it. I'm not saying just get over it. But it's not just listen and listen and listen and listen. We take ourselves in hand and we say, why are you like this? You've forgotten this, you've forgotten this, and you've forgotten this. Do you know how to do it? It's essential. It's essential to speak to yourself. We were with our, we've been with our grandkids. And one weekend, Emma and Gareth... Our kids went away and left us with the boys for two nights. Second night, I woke up at 2.30 because Leo, our four-year-old grandson, was standing next to me. That was a shock. Crying. And he jumped into bed and he, I said, what's up, buddy? The gorilla was going to get me in Hudson. And so I took him back up to his bed and I was in bed with him. And I said, buddy, I've told the gorilla to go away. And he said, but it's still in my mind. And I said, well, you can tell the gorilla to go in your mind to go away. And he's, he's only four. He said, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. It was 3 o'clock a.m. and I wasn't going to go through it all at that point. But that's how we can be. I don't want to tell it to go away. I don't want to tell my heart to listen. I don't want to do it. He's only four, but some adults are the same. We do that. We have to learn to speak to our heart. And there is a progression in this psalm. He starts in the dumps and he moves himself up. And he says, hope in God, hope in God. And then he gets to the bottom and he says, I will praise him for the help of his presence. God is back. The help of his presence. God is back. His experience of God, it's all back. If we are spiritually dry and we need a refresh, the spirit of God, he wants to refresh you today. The breath, the breath, the breath, the breath of God. Touching you. Healing you. 
lifting the burdens, filling your life. Jesus, I thank you for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for, that you strengthen those who are weary. You strengthen them. You pour out your spirit on them in a fresh way right now and those online with us. Now, if you're here, I'm talking a lot about God and hoping in God and being refreshed by God. But maybe you don't even have a relationship with God. That is the first step. He's handing over control of our heart, your heart to him, asking him to come into your life, to be your personal saviour and Lord. And if you've not done that, or you need to reconnect with God, you, you've walked away and you know, maybe you're in spiritual dryness and it's been so bad that you've walked away from God, but you want to come back today, then I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. We're praying it out loud together. I'm going to ask you to join with us and pray this prayer. Coming to God for the first time or coming back. Let's pray, dear God. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth. Dying on a cross for my sin. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me for my sin. I choose to live for you. Help me to follow you for the rest of my days. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c 3 churchwatsonorg